This is a podcast of the Church at Indian Lake. Together, Isaiah 26, starting with verse 1. In that day, now whenever it says in that day, this is talking, this is a prophetic word. So it's talking about the future. And so we are orientated towards the future. And that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. And now they go ahead to tell us the song. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter. The nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Verse 3 is a classic scripture, a promise from God that if you've never heard today, I want you to know it. I want you to write it down. I want you to underline it in your Bible. And I want to read it again out of the New King James Version because I love the way it's phrased there. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now I'm going to give you four thoughts today or four organizational points. And somewhere in the middle of that, I'm going to call our musicians up to sing a song and I'm going to come back and preach a little bit. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time because I don't want you, you know, when the musicians come up just to kind of mentally relax, put down your notes. That's going to be part of what we're talking today about. My message is called Perfect Peace. I mean, we all need His perfect peace in our life. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, I, I come before You and I thank You that more than anybody here, more than myself or anyone sitting here, You want to speak to Your people. You desire to speak to Your people. So Lord, don't let anything I say get in the way. Don't let anything I do get in the way. Lord, let us have a... a Focus on what the Holy Spirit wants to say. We thank you, Lord, that you use these ancient words, Lord, and you passed them down to us in 2010 because, Lord, you desire for us, Lord, to know you more. And so, Lord, let this be life to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, songs are very important. That's why the first thing I want you to write down is I want you to write down the song because this scripture is about a particular song. And songs mean a lot because songs help give an identity to a people. (laughs) Songs help give an identity to a people. Songs help identify and group us together, whether it's a national anthem that helps us uh, know that we're patriotic and feel feelings of patriotism, whether it's a fight song that rallies the football players and gets the crowd ignited. A song really defines who we are. A song often will, um, ca- it will capture the attitude of a, of a certain generation uh, and the way they think. And this particular song will capture the heart of a generation. And that's why it's so important when, when God prophesied through Isaiah, there's going to be a song. It meant something. I mean, if you start thinking about your life, you start reflecting on your childhood. You start reflecting on your spiritual development. You start de- reflecting on everything that your life is about. There's a song attached to almost every experience of your life. And so when God prophesied through Isaiah and said, someday there's going to be a song 
there's going to be an important song. It caught the attention of the people. And it says there in verse 1, it says, Someday the people are going to sing this. Our city is strong. There is a strong city. This was very important because the city of Jerusalem at the time of this prophecy was in a very, very vulnerable position. All around them, all around them, the Assyrians were taking over cities. And so it felt very much like it was going to be inevitable that their city was going to be overtaken. It seemed like their city was going to be taken. And and historically we know that the Babylonians eventually did take the city of Jerusalem. And here it was that even though all the cities around them were being taken, God said, someday you're going to say, this city is strong. This city means something. And that's not the only place there was a contrast. I want you to turn back a couple pages to Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapter 24. Now what happened is this passage of Scripture, Isaiah 24 through 27, is some call like a mini-apocalypse. In the middle of this book, it begins to talk about the future. Chapter 24 through 27 begins to talk and discuss about what's going to happen at the end of time. Now, I don't get a chance to see a lot of movies. I wish I did. I love seeing movies, but uh, I had a little run of movies recently that had the same type of theme. One of them was, was a real kind of violent, dark movie called City of Men. It, it had a lot of critical acclaim, but it was about basically a futuristic movie that here on our planet, which is really the only planet where there's life, so uh, that would make sense, uh, that uh, no one was able to have children, and so the cities were devastated. And it was just really dark and disturbing. And I saw this movie, and I'm like, why did I you know, waste my time renting this? Why did I waste my time watching this? This was not refreshing. It was not renewing. It was about the world ending really dark. So decided in that little time era to go to another movie. And another movie, you might have seen it. It had Will Smith in it, and it, it was called, I, can't, I remember the movie, I can't remember the name. It was called uh, I Am Legend. Anyone see I Am Legend? I Am Legend. Here Will Smith was in Times Square, which is the most busy intersection, inter- intersection in the world, uh, the center of entertainment and life, and the, the whole city of Manhattan and New York City was abandoned because of, of, I don't even remember why, but there was like an elk, you know, hopping around Times Square, and it was just depressing. I mean, it was just Will Smith and his dog, and before you know it, they were fighting aliens, and, and I'm like, again, I mean, the, the movie had no uplifting value at all. It was like the world is ending, the world is horrible, Times Square, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, roots coming up through the street, and I'm like, why is this entertaining? He, he fought off aliens, too, so it was just... Yeah, save your money, save your time. I am legend. I do not endorse it. So I thought, well, surely I want to go see like a family movie. And and Beth organized this family movie. And I'm not really big into the cartoons and stuff. But, you know, it's a dad thing to do. Uh, You you have to endure these movies. And it's always usually a pretty good nap during that time. So we go see this. um, I love my kids. I just don't love the movies they watch. Um, So we go see this movie. And it's a cartoon. And we're settling in. And I'm thinking, well, this this is great. A change of pace. And it was a movie, Wally, which was about this robot who lived on the earth, which was now a trash dump. And I'm thinking, is there a theme here? I could not get away from movies in which the world was ending. Um, and so 
as depressing as that was, it's a lot like Isaiah 24 here. Because when Isaiah began to prophesy about the future, not only did, do I need to remind you that the Assyrians were surrounding the, the city of Jerusalem and they didn't have a great hope for their immediate future, but he, he begins to prophesy about way in the future. And starting in verse 10, I want you to read it with me. This is, this is as dark as, as Wally and as those other movies I mentioned. It says, it says this, The ruined city lies desolate. The entrance, to, the entrance to every house is barred. In the streets they cry out for wine. All joy turns to gloom. All gaiety is banished from the earth. The city is left in ruins. Its gate is battered to pieces. So will it be on the earth and among the nations. Is that not a depressing description of the future? The city is in ruin. It's left in ruins. Verse 12 and verse 13. So it will be on the earth and among the nations. The second thing I want you to write down to help organize this talk is the cities. Because there's a contrast that is spoken here. You know, it's, it's a, a clear Isaiah begins to prophesy, and he says, it's going to get bad. The cities are going to lie in ruin. It's going to be desolate all over the earth. This is going to happen. And then all around the city of Jerusalem, things are falling apart. And here it is. Here it is. In the middle of this, all of a sudden we come back to Isaiah 26. And all of a sudden something changed, changes tones. Isaiah 26, all of a sudden, the message begins to change right in the middle of this destruction, right in the middle of this atmosphere of darkness and this atmosphere of, of doom and this atmosphere that things won't get better. Something changes. And I want you to look again at Isaiah 26 once again so we can see this again. It says, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and its ramparts. Here in the middle of this, God says there is coming a day of celebration. There is coming a day that, that God is going to bring a different type of city. And he's going to bring a different type of atmosphere. And that day is coming for you. Now I want you to think about the day we live in. Because the day we live in, all you hear is the negative. Walls are coming down around us all the time. You see, in this day, the city of Jerusalem... The, the walls and the ramparts were their source of strength. It was their protection. It was what they were depending upon. It was what they were putting their hope in. It, in many ways, it represented all of the things they put their hope in, the government, their food supply, their health care, all the things they were depending on, their commerce. All of those things were in ruin. All of those things were, were, uh, had no optimism for the future. But yet God had a word, and God said this, that someday a song is going to be sung. Someday you're going to sing, our city is strong. Someday you're going to say, we have a place that is different. We have a place that's unlike the rest of the world. You see what it says there in verse, verse 2? What is the walls? What is the ramparts? It is 
the salvation. It is the strength of the Lord. It is His strength. That is where the strength is. The strength is not upon all the things that we've always depended upon. And I just want to say, church, listen, as we are entering a new decade, the things that we've depended upon before, we can't rely on anymore. We can't rely on our religious leaders. We can't rely on our denominations. We can't rely upon our government. We can't rely on our economy. We can't rely on all the things that have brought us security before, all the things that we've been able to point to and say that's where our strength is that's where our security is our retirement plans our social services all the things that have brought us security our military strength you know we cannot rely upon those anymore because there's a great uncertainty but i'm here to say that right in the middle of the chaos right in the middle of when everything is falling around us when everything seems to be falling down god's saying there is a song to be sung there is a different kinds of city there's a different kind of city that is strong. There's a different kind of city whose, whose security is the salvation of the Lord. And he wants us to look to him. He is our peace. He is our strength. And so what happens is this, is when you begin to focus on the disrepair around us, when you begin to focus how on the enemy, how it is clo- he is closing in on us, and you begin to focus on him, you can lose heart. And it's easy to do that if all you do is put your attention on all the negative things in the world. You know, it's not a great mystery. The Bible didn't say that, that sin was going to, going to decrease. The Bible says sin is going to increase. Wickedness is going to increase. We shouldn't be caught off guard or surprised. We should know that there's a different city that God has for us. There's a different place. There's a different way and a different security we have. We're not going to trust in the same walls that we used to because God says there's a different city for us. And so we move to verse 3. And verse 3 is a classic scripture that you may have heard before. And it says this. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. He will keep, you will keep him in perfect peace. Now, there's a word here that we've discussed before, and it's a tremendous word, word called shalom. That's what it means by peace. Shalom is more than just something you feel temporarily. Peace means a certain wholeness within you, a certain happiness, a security, a sense of well-being, a health. And God says this, you, he will keep you in perfect shalom, perfect peace. In fact, the way that's structured, it doesn't really even say perfect peace in the Hebrew. It says shalom, shalom. Peace, peace. Giving giving further emphasis of that deep, deep peace God wants to bring to your life. A deep peace. Just like some of you are familiar with Isaiah 6, when Isaiah said, I saw the Lord, and I said, holy, holy. To just emphasize the depth of that experience. So here, we've interpreted it perfect peace because he says, peace, peace, shalom, shalom, a complete wholeness and a complete, a complete understanding, a complete trust, complete health, complete security. Have you ever been in a city and been lost there? I traveled with my grandparents quite a bit when I was younger, and we always got lost. And there was this, this sense of dread. There was a sense of insecurity. There was a sense of uncertainty. There was a sense of 
being lost and not knowing where you're at. You've been there. You've had that happen before. And I know that's what the enemy wants you to have because he wants you just to look at your gates and look at your walls and look at the data and look at your bank account and look at your job tenure and look about your boss's perspective on you and all those things that you put trust in before. He wants you to keep looking at those. And those have been broken down. Those are breaking down. And instead, God says, I have something better. I have my shalom. I have my perfect peace. And it's coming to your life. I want our, our musicians to make their way up for this part of the message. He's sending his perfect peace to you. Can I tell you, his peace is better. There's a lot of things in this life you can buy. You can buy a political position. You can often buy yourself uh, justice if you get the right legal team. You can buy yourself friends. You can buy yourself a position. But there's one thing you cannot buy. You cannot buy perfect peace. You cannot buy shalom. You cannot buy what he has for you. And some of you have felt like you've been lost in a city. You've been in a lost city. And you're wandering around, or you're wandering aimlessly. And there's dark shadows. There's alleyways. You don't know what's going to jump out at you. You don't know where you're going to go. And there's fear and there's insecurity. But can I tell you this? There's another place. There's another place called home. And if you've ever had a home you really love, how do you feel when you walk into home? You feel at ease. You feel relaxed. You feel, when you're at home, totally secure. And that's the place God wants you to be this morning. He doesn't want you to live in that fear anymore. He doesn't want you to walk in that darkness. He doesn't want you to trust in the walls and the ramparts. Instead, he says, I want you to walk into a new city and a new gateway called my shalom, my peace, my peace I give you. My peace is yours. Jesus said it himself in John 14, 27, if you can put that up. He says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. So what I want you to do in the next couple minutes before I come up with the rest of this message is I want you to pretend like you're walking, walking into a room that's home. You're walking into a city that's home, a place where you're known, a place where you're understood, a place where there's no fear, no trepidation, but there's confidence and security in who Lord, the Lord is. And I want you to walk out of the strange city. Allow God's perfect peace to flow to you as you listen to this song.
talking about the perfect peace of the Lord, the shalom of the Lord. And I just felt his peace come in here right now. How many just, don't even raise your hand right now, just the, the peace of the Lord is here. Because some of you really need that this morning. You need that more than anything. And the Lord, the Lord wants to remind you that he is not giving his perfect peace to one person and not the other. That it's available for you. It's yours. It's yours. See, if we look back at that passage again, Verse 1 says, In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. Open the gates. Can I tell you, there's an open gate for you. There's an open gate for you to enter God's peace. There's a place, you see, when, when the city was always defending itself, the gates were closed. The city was in a defensive mode and the gates were closed and they couldn't let anyone in. But God's city is open. And going on to verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. The idea of this is like someone walking in this new city God has. Of walking in there with total confidence and total peace because they know God's in charge. And can I tell you this, that your city is the presence of God. Everywhere you go, when you stay in the presence of God, you're going to walk in with confidence, even to that person that intimidates you, even to that situation that you're afraid of, even to that, that consequence that you have to face that you wish you didn't have to. You can walk in it with confidence because the presence of God is there to sustain you and to strengthen you and to be your guide. But here is the truth. It has to be your choice which city you want to live in. The city of desolation where there's no peace, or do you want to enter in to the city God has for you, the shalom, the place of peace? It says there in verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace 
him whose mind is steadfast. When it talks about the mind there, it's talking about more than just a thought. It's talking about the creative imagination. And that really, that really um, stood out to me studying for this message. He will keep in shalom your creative imagination. He will keep in shalom, perfect peace, wholeness, and security, your creative imagination. You see, some of you, your imagination is one of your greatest enemies because you imagine doom, you imagine the worst, you're thinking that the worst is going to happen to you. Some of you are victim to phobias and you're, you're, you're continuously afraid of certain things that you know God is more powerful than, but that phobia has become more of a God in your life than our God. Because you put more faith in that phobia than you do in God's power to free you from that. And he's here today to say, listen, I will keep in shalom. I will keep in perfect peace those whose creative imaginations, whose mind, whose thought processes are set on me. Write down the fourth thing, your thoughts. Your thoughts. It's the last thing, your thoughts. Can I tell you that the scripture tells us to set our minds on things above, not on the things of the world, not on the things of the earth. And God is calling some of you. He's calling you. He's saying, I am inviting you to my perfect shalom, my perfect peace. It's all there for you, but you have to keep your mind on me. You have to set your mind on who I am. You have to set your mind on my ways. And it all changes in, in our thought processes. Don't dwell on your fears. Don't dwell on your insecurities. Don't sit around and imagining the worst and worrying about things that haven't even happened. Why not put your mind on the greatness of who he is and what he promised? Because he says that right in the middle of the worst kind of chaos, right in the middle of every city around you is being destroyed. And even in the future, every city is going to lay desolate. But for you, for Judah, they will sing, our city is strong. We are strong in the Lord and we are strong in his power. And we are strong in what? He has for us. There's an open gate before you, an open gate for you to enter in and receive everything the Lord has, and he wants you to have that. Revelation chapter 22 talks about this same city. Revelation chapter 22, starting in, in verse, excuse me, chapter 21, starting in verse 22, says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city does not need the sun or moon to shine on it, for the Lord, of the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the king of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. If you've given your life to Jesus, that's you and that's me. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a different city. There's a different earth. There's a different place that he has for us. It's a place with no fear. It's a place with no disease. It's a place with no sickness. It's a place with no wickedness. It's a place where, where there's no phobias. It's a place where there is no impurity at all. It's a place he's prepared for us. And when we start thinking about that place instead of this place, then we don't have a reason to fear. When we start putting our mind on who he is and where he is and where we're going, then that's when shalom, peace, shalom, shalom, perfect peace comes to our lives. This is a call. Set your mind on him 
Set your mind on his ways, and that peace and that shalom will come to your life. I want you to stand with me all across this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your work right now. We thank you for your work. Lord, you want to work in your people. We want to work in your people right now. Right now. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom of the Lord. We thank you for what the Spirit of the Lord is doing right now, Lord. Right now, send your shalom, send your peace right now. I want you to take that peace right now, right where you stand, and take the peace of God. Take the peace of God right now. Let go of that worry. Let go of that fear. Let go of that incorrect thinking. Just receive his peace right where you're standing. Right now, receive the peace of the Lord. Receive the peace of the Lord right now. That's right. It's coming. It's coming right now. Just showers of his peace. Showers of his peace are coming down right now. Father, we receive that. We receive what you want, what you have for us. As we were praying this morning, I just felt, and, and the word phobia keeps coming up in my mind again, and our unreasonable fears. Our fears that are unseated or are unfounded. You see, the Lord says this. He says, it's your creative imagination. Set your creative imagination on me. <laughs> Set your creative imagination on me. And we should begin to imagine how God's going to do great things in our life. We should begin to imagine how we're going forward, not backwards. We should begin to imagine how the best is ahead of us. That there's not doom ahead of us. The worst isn't ahead of us. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. It matters what's happening within us. He that is within us is greater than he that's in the world. That we are not victims. We are conquerors. And we set our creative imagination on what God is going to do, not what the devil could do. He has made us victorious and we're going to redeem that right now. If you're battling with a fear or a phobia, I want you to come down right now. Right now. Step down. Don't worry about what your friends think. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks. I want you to come down to the front. Come on right now. Don't delay. Don't delay. Come on right now. We're here among among friends and people, and thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're dealing with something that you need to redeem, that creative imagination that the Lord wants you to have. I want our prayer partners. This has been a Church at Indian Lake podcast. Be sure to check out IndianLakeChurch.com for all updated news and information.